Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. For when they pull them out of your butt. Famously, people love it when you yell outside in the middle of the night. I don't know how to celebrate this. This doesn't make any sense. All orifices. Hey, I got bit by a bug and now I got them crawling all inside of me. Want to say something cool? Uh, how much of this have you planned? They're just charging me more because I have fur. Can't imagine how those assassins track Doran down. He's just holding a fistful of pineapple wedges. More to enjoy. Stop shaking your head, Tyler. Man, is that zero to 100 of you met these guys seven or eight hours ago at a bar. So clammy. Welcome back to Dice Shame. This is Season 2, Episode 11, Sweet Dreams. MVP this week is Bill Dudney from Twitter, who is only on Episode 22, hopefully a lot more by now, and cannot wait to keep listening. Thanks, Bill. Hope you hear this when you get here. Thanks, Bill. If you're enjoying Dice Shame, but you need some more good, good actual play podcast action, I can't recommend our friends at Planet Arcana highly enough. Planet Arcana is a tightly edited, tarot-flavored, retro-futuristic D&D podcast co-DM'd by B and our close friend Jay, who also whips up some incredible original soundtrack music. The game has immaculate vibes, somehow ultra-chill and high-octane at the same time with a ton of tabletop chemistry absolutely check them out. Don't miss it. All right, shall we do this? Yeah, let's play some D&D. Woo! Do you guys think you are in the top 1%? 
of anything in the world hmm. in terms of skills or knowledge or yeah just income whoever <laughs> you are you're in the top one percent alex no i shouldn't say you that. should share <laughs> i would say all of us are like in the top three percent at least even if we're not making very much money of what of the world the world income yeah of income i don't know if that sure. actual figures but sure. it just seems right because there's so many people and we make good money here in canada but that's not what you're talking about continue go on <laughs> No, I mean, that's absolutely a fair point. It's, honestly, I don't know enough about it to dispute it. So I wouldn't maybe. say 1%. I would go 20% for sure. I honestly don't know. I couldn't even wager a guess. I'm going to split the difference and say 10%. So, top 1% of anything? Yeah. No, it's okay. Rob's Googled it. Let's find out. There's Rob, tell us, tell us more. Tell us how fucking privileged we are. There's 8 billion people in the world. And so 1% of 8 billion people is a lot of people. This is true. Mm-hmm. That's this is my whole context like for it. Eight. Seven point nine eight billion people. So you you know you're. So it's like what's that? What's one percent? Is that seventy nine million 800, people? Eight hundred million. Eighty million, 80 million? people. Cool. Is it eighty That's, or eight hundred? I guess that'd be ten percent. Eighty. Yeah. <laughs> eighty. Anyway, uh, what am I in the top one percent? Yeah. Or do you think you're in the percent? I mean, I, I we must be. I, I just I feel like you wouldn't know. Yeah. For some of it, you know, like maybe you're the one percent of the people that have a mole on this uh, cheek. Hey, you know I mean? one percent of people who have moles on their faces. Yeah, like Harlan I have a mole Guthrie. to the left oh. of my nose. I bet we're in the top one percent of people closest to the North Pole. I bet sure. there are not 80 million people closer to the North Pole than we are. Put it this mm. way. Out of 100 random people in the world, you are one of those. Mm-hmm. Just a random sampling. <laughs> well, that's a, yeah, what a, are you that's the very only person? Who, I, well, it's 1%. Yeah. Definitely 1% of the Harlands in the world, probably. Yes. Mm-hmm. 1% I, of the people with your name. I got a, I got a book here written by a guy named Harlan. I could, I could easily just read no not Harlan Ellison a different one Harlan <gasps> Coben over and just uh, yeah it is Coben <laughs> this has been another episode of things that Alex has close to her computer <laughs> <laughs> Rob what are you in the top 1% of oh I don't know do you take um, checks you've chosen very I'm gonna say boring things so far <laughs> people fair, close I, to the I, North I, would, I was looking for yeah, sure I things. love the I idea was just trying to trying to to <laughs> You know, I like my mole thing. So far, that's the winner. The mole thing is very good. Mm-hmm. I like it. Thank you. I feel like I'm in the top one percent of people who have had like more than five hair colors total because I've had like, I've had like fifteen. I think that's probably fair. <laughs> I used to dye my hair all the time, and I feel like I'm up there for just like sheer variations. Hmm. But we can bump that number higher, Alex. <laughs> Let's could. get it done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah, I miss it. It was fun. It was a good time, and then and then I got the lazy, and then it, it got was expensive. the worst of times. It was the, the hair thing. color time. Yes. What was your most regretted hair color decision? I had this like sort of like weird barfy green lavender, like sort of it was like a bluey lavendery kind of color oh. that like I've seen on other people and I like quite a bit, but then on me, I think just with my complexion, I just looked really red <laughs> and I didn't or just kind of ruddy all the time. And I was like, oh, I don't look good with this. And uh, and the worst thing was that it was a very similar color to the grad robes when I graduated high school for some reason, rather than doing like a like a colorful stripe. They were like, what if the whole robe was lavender. like a weird bluey purple and you had a matching mortarboard? And I was like, this seems like a choice, but okay. And Did you so say motorboat? Mortar, mo- <laughs> mortarboard? 
<laughs> we all woo yeah let's go let's go to grad <laughs> but but like uh did you have your hair done for grad at the same time was it like no, a weird coincidence God. or you just like one weird color <laughs> that didn't happen at my grad but it did happen at a wedding i was in a wedding <laughs> and i had dyed my hair teal and then i got the dress and i don't know what happened but i was like my hair matches oh, the dress no. and I, that wasn't planned. It had been like ordered ages ago or like like made like made ages ago and I got it and I was like, oh fuck, my hair is the exact same color. Does the dress match the curtains? Oh my god, yes. Yeah. There was a, there was a lot of photos where I was capturing with that. <laughs> I bet we're in the top one percent of hours of role playing games played. Hey. Maybe you I guys are I'm in the top maybe twenty percent at this I don't point. Know I'm if catching that's up. True. Come on. Well, yeah, actually, that's true because the role players are so few in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm with you. Not to mention the fact that you and I, Harlan, at least, I mean, Alex has been on a lot of the Invictus stream, but that's been going since 2015. That's weekly. true. I got, so, I got hours I think, under my belt of role playing. I think I might many... carry the title then for most amount of time playing a game that I don't really know how to play. <laughs> that's probably true. You might be the top of that order. The list zooms in it's and of the 10 people of the like, billion in the world, Alex is like second 800 to the top hours of this hours. game. He still has questions about how to play the basic rules. Least you know? understanding per hours played. There's an amazing Best. Venn diagram when you zoom in really close and you look and there's like two circles and they overlap at one point. And it's like people who play this obsessively, people who have no idea what's going on. And then in the middle, it's just your name. <laughs> <laughs> Alex. And you're like, oh. yeah. Asterisk. We found he it. He should know by now. Yeah. By Job, he's found it. Yeah. Joe, what about you? Oh, I'm just going to say boring thing about work. Probably top 1% of people who know stuff about transfusion science. Boring. Yeah, Try it's again. pretty boring. I love, top, that's okay. I love how you said, well, your bo- answers are boring so far. I've yeah, only got boring I'll answers. Give boring <laughs> I, I'll show you boring. <laughs> right. no, you want to hear boring? boring. <laughs> Rolls up sleeves. I'm the top can, 1% of insurance brokers in this freaking world. Hey, sure. Joe, you could have said something like, you're in the top 1% of people who could like really effectively be a vampire on like a, like a pin draw. Like, 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 right, like, like, like yeah. a sudden notice, be like, hey, you have to be a vampire. And you're like, I can do this. I, I know what to do. I feel I know how to get blood. I feel like, there, like there's some strange skill that I may have that I just haven't discovered yet, you know? Mm. That like I could be among the top 1% of vampirism javelin throwers but i've just never gotten my hands around one of those long poles (laughs) it's good to feel like you're not done learning then yeah i have untapped potential i'm I'm waiting one percent of ice sculpture carvers i'm just waiting for the day that like i'm like walking through a field and a javelin shoots by and then like all of a sudden there's just like like it's like a movie and there's like an olympic coach and he's like it's that girl and, they, yeah. <laughs> and the next thing you know, you're just like uh, at the Olympics, and they're like, "You're like, I've barely trained for this." Yeah, like she's he, comes up, to me. he comes up to, and he's I'm like, do it. "Let me see your old. triceps. Let me see those triceps. <laughs> I've never seen perfect, such." Yeah. And then it makes perfect sense. Top one percent of people who died at the Olympics. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> what it boomeranged back? <laughs> Shook. It does when I do it. What if it's what if it's something that shouldn't exist? Like your top one percent of people that can telepathically communicate with a Brazilian ant. That's oh, very rare. Speaking of things that oh, Alex has close Jesus. at hand, she's yeah. got a boomerang. Hey, it must be an <laughs> Alex just, thing. She just got one. The enthusiasm when she disappeared off screen and came back with a boomerang was very good. I, I, <laughs> big smile. 
Oh no, double Alex boomerang. <laughs> oh my Both god. Both Alex's have boomerangs. Whoa. You guys are in the top 1% of Alex's with boomerangs. <laughs> 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 Hold them both yeah. up. Wait, yours is, yours top is 1% of the Alex's during a, a dice shame oh recording session that both awesome. have boomerangs. That's hilarious. That's amazing. Do you guys know how to throw them? Have no, you? no. Not a clue. I've, you do know how to throw a boomerang. You just throw it. Yeah. No. I, no. Because it oh, you come... mean do you know how to throw it so that it comes back? Well, yeah. yeah Those yeah, are two yeah, different yeah, questions. Just certainly I let it fall from my hands. I mean, that that is like a a child's play or whatever the, the... Uh, what's the charity stream? Mm-hmm. Like the idea of doing a scavenger hunt where the audience gives you an item and the first one to go find it in your house and come back with it. Oh, for extra life. For extra know. life. Sorry, that'd be a great like extra that. life charity thing is to idea. see if the audience can... Child's play? Child's thing. I said child's play because you know. that's the other uh, charity. Chucky. Chucky. No, it's the that's the. There is a child's play charity. Really, that's an awful yeah. name. <laughs> Let me cut you. Is it? My brain goes. Is it Penny Arcade? Penny Arcade. It is the. It's the Penny Arcade mm. one where they bring. They started bringing like video games to kids in hospitals to help them recover, and it's become a whole thing. Are they not aware Child's Play is a horror movie? <laughs> uh, I feel like that's inconvenient. <laughs> and they have a Why great mascot it, like, who they named Chuck, and it's Chucky. this nice little redheaded <laughs> child <laughs> doll who murders everyone. It so doesn't cute. seem to have held him back. So, yeah, <laughs> I guess I never heard of it. Bullshit. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, good, good on you for helping kids. That are well, dying. good on both of you for having boomerangs. I'm good very job, Alex's. You, you yes. did the one percent thing. Congratulations. Should we play some D and D? Let's do it. Yeah, one percent of the shows on the Rusty Quill Network. Hey. <laughs> The Temple of Saloon is a place where navigators pray before setting out on voyages. And as the goddess of the moon, it's certain that it will be open to all visitors into the dawn hours. The temple has a roof set with panes of glass that somehow magnify the moonlight that streams down from the clear night sky. The glass must be carved with light etchings. You can see as you walk in, the shafts of light produce faint images, almost too indistinct to identify the prow of a ship, a pregnant doe, a pair of shifting eyes. The images caress the smooth stone steps that lead up to a central altar space, and rows of benches radiate outwards from all sides. As you enter, you're approached by a human woman whose dark hair hangs in pools and waves. She's dressed in a white cloak. Welcome, visitors, to the House of Saloon. Some of you are badly hurt. What services can we provide you? I, I got bit by a bug, and now I got them crawling all inside of me. Oh. It was in the sewers. You got bugs in the brain. Well, all of us are feeling a little worse for wear, but I think your main concern is, is the bug man. Pretty sure they're going to hatch in less than before dawn anyways it's it's gonna be bad if we don't do something and i don't know what to do she takes your hand and sort of palpates up your arm a little bit yeah that's a big one notes with a wince the places that are moving under your skin i I am artemis a priestess of saloon but lack the powers that are requisite for this please follow me she leads you down a few hallways into another chamber set with these skylights, moonlight just streaming in. There's another woman there who appears to be doing some prayer work in front of an altar. Oh, uh, I guess we'll follow. Would you mind if I sat in uh, inside and, and just prayed? Of course, all are welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And Doran kind of quietly mumbles to himself and walks in and 
sits at one of the pews. Interesting. Yes. Some depth here. Mari and Red, you guys are going with Jack, supporting him. Sure. Here, uh, bite on this. And Red pulls out a piece of dowling and hands it to Jack. <laughs> for when they pull them out of your butt. The cleric turns and examines you, Jack, and then shakes her head and says, this is some evil, this sorcery. It sure feels that way. What happened to you? A creature, I don't know how else to do, tentacles and looked kind of like a person, but transformed in the sewers and struck me with something and pushed something inside of me. And then I've been feeling these things start to hatch and crawl around and I've taken copious notes and I think with my friends we could reconstruct a pretty good timeline but she shakes her head and begins to mutter a few quiet words and you feel the spell crackle lightly over your skin like static she reaches to the sky almost to grasp a shaft of moonlight and nothing else really happens the spell is subtle except inside of you jack you begin to feel immense pain as you start to convulse and expel the spawn of this creature from the sewers you heave and a few disgusting tadpoles flop to the floor milk white and streaked with your blood spasming tentacles angrily around their mouths gaping and working at the air and they start to sort of crawl around like beached octopi oh god Question for scientific purposes. Um, <laughs> yes, Alex. Which orifice is it? Is he expelling them from? All orifices. <laughs> I'm gonna say everyone. Okay. Just, just for, um, for palatability. Okay. Yeah. Just for podcasting. Fair enough. Red goes to pick one up and then stops. He's like, "Not this time." <laughs> Mari just grabs his arm. Do not. Do not but touch could, that. But she's Shale like, needs a little brother. Yeah, oh, she's no. like, daughter of Eldath. Oh my god. <laughs> what? That is disgusting. Well, my name is Red. Who's Eldath? I don't... You never met my parents. What are you talking about? The priestess says, if you need a place to rest, you can be here for tonight and some of tomorrow. The illness might continue to expel itself during that time. You can have a clean room here and someone to check on you regularly if you need. Yeah, uh, maybe that's better. Um, but we can tell Torin where you are, and he can come visit. Yeah, can you do that? I'm gonna. Of course. Lie down. Artemis comes and takes your shoulder, Jack, and she starts to lead you off. And then she turns back to you, Red and Mari, and she says, uh, "The church will accept a donation of three hundred gold pieces for our services." What the what? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking scam! God, I could have taken those out of you. <laughs> I got a corkscrew. It would have been fun. Classic scam. Do the work, then ask for money. Pay him, Mary. And Red walks away. <laughs> oh, no. Do you, do you take checks? <laughs> Fantasy checks. Yeah. Well, guess few... who's paying this? I'm going back to Remy's. Yeah. <laughs> no, Red pulls out 300 gold and, and drops it into the... Just scatters it on the floor. Want your money? <laughs> Pick it up. You want it? Go fishing. <laughs> no, Red will, will, will pay the woman and say, thanks for helping our friend. Uh, sleep well, Jack. Sleep it off. See you tomorrow. She leads the invalid away. And Red heads back out with Mari to Doran. Hey, Doran, you done praying? Shh. 
And Doran meets you at the door, actually. So Your voice echoes Shh. in this serene space. Did yeah. you hear something back? Yeah. Red is a hammer to a pane of glass. Yes. Always. <laughs> can can, can Mari just grab his snout like you with the dog? Just <laughs> <laughs> No, don't. I just heard a new one Shh, shh. Well. You can yell on her outside. Famously, people love it when you yell outside in the middle of the night. Doran, are you done? I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. What's happening with Jack? Uh, He's going to stay here tonight. I want to hit up a bathhouse down the street. Anybody want to wash off with me? I'm melon rank. Oh, I could go for a bath. That sounds like a great idea. Says Doran for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. No, he had a really nice bath in the, at the High Forest. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Six months uh, ago. A hundred episodes ago. Mary, bonding in a bath? Okay. Well, the bath we want to go to has a bar. You can drink while we bathe. All right, that's better. Let's go. Oh, fun. Hey, and I can drink while you guys bathe, too. Degenerate. To adventure. Is this a place where you guys have been before? Yeah, of course. Are you sure they're going to let you back? They'll let me back. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing Doran's proclivity for ruining furniture, your entry fee is a little bit steeper than it was last time. It's it's a, a gold each instead of a silver each. What do you mean a gold each? You're permitted entry. The guy at the window's like, I don't know. And, and he, there's, Jason, we've known each other for at least six months. There's clearly like a poster up on the back wall that says like, this guy gets have charged. you seen this guy? <laughs> and it's like a shitty drawing of Doran like running away with a bum blushing. Well, that's uh, that's from when I was here last time. I was fixing their cabinets, you know, in the in the change. Yeah, Count. Yeah. <laughs> That's I don't be... know them. Can I get in for one silver? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm cool. Jason. I can't imagine how those assassins track Doran down because think of all the mm-hmm. businesses with his picture on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually really shit assassins. They know bum but... first, Doran. <laughs> <laughs> They're just charging me more because I have fur. You're not allowed to do that. You're so, charging me more because of this. Have you ever tried a nice conditioner? A what's a what's a? <laughs> Whatever, let's get a bath and a beer. So we see the three of you inside. Cannonball! Oh, that Red was a big one. jumps into the bath next to uh, Doran and splashes all of the sides against the water, the wooden walls that aren't meant to get wet. <laughs> and you now realize why they've been charged more to get in here. Mm-hmm. And he's shouting to the room next door. There's like a cut window. Where he's like, and anyway, after that, Doran went swimming back naked into the pool after the wedding. He's like shouting to Mari. who's like sitting in the adjoining bar. I picture it's <laughs> like a water Davian tiki bar. Yes, <laughs> it is. There's a harried looking green dragonborn who is serving you, Mari. And the cocktail here are superb uh, if a little bit maybe overly garnished using druidcraft she freezes like a little disc in the water to put her cocktail on like a table <laughs> and just floats beside her oh that's cool yeah. very cool and that wasn't even the first time Doran got naked in front of us he's been so naked so often it's it's quite nice <laughs> I mean that's not surprising but also <laughs> anyway you should have seen him go toe to toe with Mogil Flame Tender Doran went like shirtless in the rain, toe to toe, chopped him down, and that's how he got that fancy breastplate. Please, 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 Red, that's enough about no, me. No, it's true. Like Mari needs to be caught up on 150 episodes of content. This is coming from the guy who shoots one arrow and takes out a whole league of orcs. Oh my God! You should see the, yeah. the marksmanship on this on this literal puppy. You know, you should see this puppy in action. I, I got good aim. Yeah. So this is just what you guys do. What do you mean? 
Uh, no, not normally. We're feeling especially festive. Uh, we don't normally talk about ourselves for uh, this long. Well, Doran does. <laughs> I don't talk about myself, Red. I talk about the stories and the adventures that we've done. Well, yeah, of course. Uh, look, the, the, we tend to try to celebrate every uh, moment. I mean, well, you saw Jack back there. He was floating in the water for a few minutes. If I hadn't have pulled him out at the right time, hell, there wouldn't be any Jack here tonight. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Scary to think about it. I mean, there's not any Jack here tonight, but we know he's safe and sound. Well, thanks, thanks again, Red and and Mari, for all, you know all of your efforts, and me too, obviously, and and Jack to, for what he did. But I mean, hell, we worked as a team there. I think that deserves a high five. Hell yeah! Red swims over and high fives you. Yeah. <laughs> Look, the point is, we try to celebrate every success because the truth is, you never know when the next day is gonna come or when the next day will be your last. I I don't really. I don't know how to celebrate this because I don't really feel like I like did anything. I feel like I just kind of survived. I feel like I, I survived and I, I put a hole through a ceiling and I, and I nearly watched someone die and a big thing tried to weaseled its way into my brain. And now I'm, now I'm drinking. I mean, I know I asked for a beer, but there's just so many pineapple wedges in this. I'm shocked. <laughs> Don't ask them to put extra oh in Oh, my yours. God. It's, this is most of a pineapple, but you know what? Yeah. I think I like it. Yeah, we do. You yeah. would. Yeah. I, well, look, that's all adventuring is. It's it's stumbling and, and, and <laughs> moving forward. And yeah. Look, Remy got home tonight. Yep. Yeah, I guess we... I guess we did what we said did to... We did what we meant to do, but it just... I don't know. I just, I don't feel like, I don't, I don't feel like an adventurer. I feel like someone who's just kind of wandered into a room and Mari, died. Let me put something in perspective here. In your life so far, uh, how much of this have you planned and how much of it has gone along to plan? Well, I went to college. <laughs> <laughs> I attended Juilliard for five years. <laughs> My point is, you know, I think, you know, adventuring is just like life. Sometimes you you plan it and it goes along to plans and uh, but most of the time you you stumble through it and thank God you're uh, you're alive. You know by the by the hammer of Moradin I'm standing here today thanks to uh, you know the luck uh, the luck of my um, well the luck just luck not the luck of anything but just luck. Is that who you were thanking tonight in that other temple, Moradin? Well, uh, yes. Yes. Just because you're in a different temple doesn't mean you. Sorry. Mari uses shape water and creates a, and a cube of water appears over them. And she's just thinking about what Doran just said. And she's like, I've never planned these things out. And I've never had to because life has always been simple. It's like the cube. There's just a couple of sides and you look and it's all flat and simple. But right now, everything, there's, there's so many more edges now. And I'm trying to feel them out. And then it just drops back into the water. Right on Red's head. <laughs> well, you know, that makes me want another drink more than anything. Bartender! And you know, something something to consider with that statement there, Mar- Mari, is that, uh, you know, I, I think with more edges um, comes more excitement and more to life and more to enjoy more to be afraid of and more to be concerned about 
but that's life. Look, 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 look. You're both wrong. It's not about being a shape with edges and more excitement, because the whole principle is wrong. And Red casts Minor Illusion, and he takes your cube originally. It's not water this time, it's just fake. The bartender is just shaking his head. <laughs> like, like, oh my god, magic users in the <laughs> back. Stop shaking your head, Tyler. We pay you enough. <laughs> yeah, and some more pineapple wedges. And he pinks this cube, and he goes, look... Here's the principle you got. You got this cube, right? And then you're saying it looks like this, and he changes it to sort of the multi-edged cube. He's like, right? But it's not this. Or what Doran's saying, it's more like this. And Red spreads it all out to like a bunch of floating dots everywhere. It's just chaos. It's like randomness. It's just nothing. It's like a sea of frozen snow. And he's like, this is what adventuring is. It's just trying to find a path through all of this. And whether you want to deal with these little dots as danger zones you want to avoid or these are the things you're trying to connect between you can go about it any way you want there's no perfect way it's not all one whole piece it's just a minefield of chaos and we are doing a damn good job of it Mari turns she can't she can't control those dots but she does turn all the like, create little like water droplets there and then she rearranges them with one wave of her hand into a star map even in chaos, there is order. <sighs> and even in this order, there is a path and there is a guide. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's the path we're taking. But it's not smooth. We're, we're, we can't follow something straight. we got to jump from that one and to that one and to that one and to that one. And us meeting you, you meeting me, that was pure random chance. Not smooth or shaved off edges. It was a weird burst. And then we followed it to that star. And now we're here. Waiting on a beer. <laughs> he comes by with like a ton of pineapple and beer. Ah. Wants to do something cool. And she pulls one of the beers up and then she just like floats it near her face and just sucks the whole thing back like a jello shot. <laughs> <gasps> that was mine. <laughs> Mari's actually got the soul of a frat boy. In she oh, really no. does. <laughs> Tucked all the way we down were degenerates there. Before. And Red swims over and picks up his beer stein and holds it up. We celebrate every day. That's the rule. Whether that be through prayer, and he points to Doran, whether that be celebration through the love of a good person, and Red sort of gestures vaguely to the front door, to Jack beyond, or whether it just be having a swim with some friends. We celebrate every day we're alive, and Red holds up uh, the stein to toast. Well, Mario just chugged that beer, so just holding a fistful of pineapple wedges. <laughs> <laughs> toast me with your pineapple wedges, girl. <laughs> Squish. Cheers. 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 Inspiration. The three of you slowly, after last call, make your way drunkenly back to the Copper Cup. Torrens waited up and you give him some news, I presume, of how Jack's been doing. He's concerned, but he knows you guys take care of him. and The life of an adventurer. I'm sure he's like... Either Jack is fine or he's not. <laughs> well, I mean, he goes to bed... N- most nights not knowing if that's Jack what is I mean, safe right? or not like, so yeah. he assumes that he's well taken care of and yeah if we never came back tonight it would be no different than had we come back tonight you know he'd be mm-hmm. like oh, i'm sure jack's on a three-month adventure he'll be back when he can be you head up to your normal rooms in the copper cup red starts walking up the stairs and he says ah we'll take the same old room Torin." And as Red leads to the top floor and opens the door, Mari, you see, it's like it's just one yeah. room with three beds. And Doran's like, oh, already in um, there. And he's like, 
full on arms outstretched. He's he's pushing the one bed and it slides across the room into the second bed and then the those two beds go sliding into the third bed to make one massive bed for everyone to the sleep in. The dwarven way. Dwarven style. I, I still don't I still don't understand why they continually uh, separate these beds. Like this doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Is it easier to make them or something? Oh, Amara, you don't need to join us, but we usually sleep dwarven style, which is to say separately, but with all the beds close together. You guys it, sleep it re- in a puddle of each other, you it know. Mine's door of home. <laughs> Do you mean that normally you guys all sleep separately? I don't. In separate bags and everything i mean i lived with my sisters and no we did not share beds okay cool well i get the one on the inside and red runs in and dives into the farthest bed i had sisters you know one of the headboards has all these notches from doran putting orc splitter every night uh, this this headboard's taking a little bit of damage i'll just reuse a notch so courteous of you blow out the light before you fall asleep mary <laughs> I'm going to cast Druidcraft to create white noise. Nice. <laughs> like a fan. Man, is that zero to 100. Of, you met these guys seven or eight hours ago at a bar. She pulls the bed away a little bit, but not all the way. <laughs> Aw. That's cute. Uh, I like that. Red, you're in the room at the Copper Cup when something wakes you from a deep sleep. There's something in the room. You can't see anything, but you sense the presence of something watching you. You try to move, but you're paralyzed, frozen in place. You don't see Mari or Doran. It's just you here. The ceiling darkens and starts to bend, sinking in the middle like a sail caught in the wind. It starts to fill the room and claustrophobia sets in as the space between your face and the ceiling diminishes to feet and then inches. It presses down on you, suffocating, and its surface becomes translucent. But instead of seeing the ceiling above you or the night sky, you see a deep darkness capped with roiling blue, the bottom of some great trench. And a vast shape moves on you, so close that you could touch it if you weren't paralyzed. No matter how you struggle against the force and the void, and staring at you through this deepness, an eye whose pupil could swallow you whole, you are transfixed, your lungs screaming for air, blood pounding in your head, and in a blink you're free. Thrashing to wakefulness on the floor of your shared room, drenched and panting and smelling like salt. Oh my god, what's going on? Oh Oh my god, sorry. What is going on? I just had a dream, a terrible, terrible dream. Oh god. And Red gets Uh. up off the ground. Sorry. Hold on, do you smell that? Red runs over to Mari and he sticks his hand under your nose. Do you smell salt? God, you're. You're so clammy. How are you clammy? You're furry. <laughs> Do you smell anything? Yeah, you you smell you smell like the sea. Why why do you smell like the ocean? Why do you smell like the sea? I don't know. What were you dreaming about? I don't think I was dreaming. <laughs> Hey, 
thank you once again to our wonderful Patreon supporters, Ace, Adrian Estock, Alexander Reed, Alexander, Artistic Witch, Brian Blass, Brianna Weber, Michael Weber, Brain Marie, Christopher, Colin Burkhart, Creature, Daniel, Divine Omen, Doug, Gray, Haley, Heather Nichols, KR, Lars, Lasagna, Lena J, Lorelei Feldman, Lost with Two Faces, Mari Kaniski, Matilda Rushing, Matt Wordberry, Merlin, Michelle Kahn, Mitchell Cadwell, Nat, Reagan, Ruku, Chelsea, Sarah, Shadowhaven, Sky, Tara, Tony Pepperoni, Trapper939, and Tyler Fowler. Ooh, thank you so much! Oh. Turns into this like multifaceted cube. It's basically a D20 and uh, mm. symbolism. And uh, feel like I've seen <laughs> that before in my dreams, I, in my subconscious. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm when I'm doing something, I feel it rattling around in my brain. Yeah. Um, and she's like, and there's there's so many more edges. What'd you roll, Mari? One T four. Nice. That's going in the song. Twenty-four. <laughs> I rolled a twenty-four. Would you roll, Mari? Twenty-four. Four. You climb the ladder and exit the warehouse. Twenty-four. Four. Starlight casts a dim glow. Twenty-four. Take a quick notes, and I think my friends with it. We can start to put a good timeline, but. 24. Push the central inside of it. 24. Feeling these things start to hatch and crawl around. 24. Tentacles and look kind of like a person that transformed in the sewers. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 